Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Welcome to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now get ready for another episode of Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. For over 25 years, I've been on a journey to prove the existence of life after death. On each episode, we'll discuss the reasons we now know that our loved ones have survived physical death, and so will we. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife. What I want to start out with is asking you a question. Why are you listening to Shades of the Afterlife today? Is it my radiant personality, or is it because you're like me, who has had a fear of dying and not knowing what comes next that brought you in here? Or could you have a little bit of that, but also somebody very dear to you has passed away, and you want to know that they live on and that you'll see them again? Wherever you are in your journey is perfectly normal as a human being. We all fight an inner demon. I call it the voice. Some people call it their ego. But there's a voice that has us want to believe that this life is all there is. It has us look in the mirror and say some pretty negative things to ourselves. It has us questioning our behaviors in the past or what we should do in the future. It has us often feeling guilty or replaying events that have already happened, or it has us concentrating on the future and what may happen. My dad always said, 99% of the things we worry about in the future never happen. And that 1% that does, it's not nearly as bad as we anticipated it. So that is that voice that's in each one of our heads today. What are you dealing with? What stress, what problems, what cares, what concerns, what worries? Is it other people? Is it finances? Is it grief? Could be so many things. A few minutes ago, I just stopped watching an episode of Finding Your Roots. It's one of my most favorite shows where celebrities have an opportunity to have somebody trace their genealogy. And they are introduced to people that are their relatives. And the story is told of who they are and what their lives were about. Each one of us has ancestors. We may not know our grandparents or maybe even our parents or our great-great-grandparents, etc. But they're out there. They have lived. Someone once said, You're only truly dead when people stop talking about you. Of course, we know we remain in the afterlife. But when I started tracing my genealogy, it goes way back. I'm a big part Native American. I am a big part African. There is a whole bunch of European. And I can't even remember what else. But men and women that worked hard, probably most of them had shorter lives. Certainly what we know now as medicine wasn't available to our ancestors, and they lived very, very tough times. I like watching Finding Your Roots because people start appreciating who must have come before them and how tough life must have been. 
And also that gratitude that our ancestors went through what they did for us to be here today. It is my belief that behind each one of us, and even around us, we have loved ones, and certainly guides, but people that are in our family that probably we have never met, that lived a life, and you are what remains of their life being lived. With all the cares and concerns and worries that you have now, I want to ask that you take a second and just imagine one of your ancestors, who may be right there in the room with you. You can put a costume or whatever they might have been wearing at the time. Could have been somebody from 20 years ago. Could have been somebody from 100 years ago. Maybe somebody from 200 years ago. They know what it's like to live a human life. Again, they didn't have the luxuries we have. Many of them did not have indoor plumbing, for example. But what would your ancestors make of you right now? Knowing the life that they lived, and here they see you. So you may be sitting there, or maybe you're out for a walk right now listening to this, and yes, you have troubles on your mind, perhaps, but from the perspective of an ancestor who came before, looking at you and looking at your life, maybe looking at the car that you drive, the home that you live, maybe looking at the technology, a television, a telephone, a cell phone, maybe looking at your refrigerator, not needing an ice box, maybe looking at where you go shopping for your food, looking at where you go to the doctor, looking at your kids, if you have them, and all that's available to them. What would your ancestors make of you right now? One of the reasons I ask this question is I think, for me anyways, it helps me put my life in perspective. And although, yes, I have this show and lots of followers, life isn't always that easy. I have loved ones I care deeply about. I've had to recreate myself financially after losing my catering business due to COVID. So there's always that question about paying all the bills. But looking through the lens of someone who has lived before me, things aren't that bad. Wow. I think all of our relatives would be celebrating who we are, who we've become, the education that has been made available to us, all the tools that we have to live with, all the technology, being able to listen to a podcast or look up just about anything on Google, on the internet. And then if they could tell us who is in this invisible space surrounding us, it'd be fantastic. People who have been there before, people who are cheering us on. If this is your first time listening, I'm sure you say, oh yeah, really easy for you to say, Sandra. Well, it's been over 25 years now that I've been looking for evidence of the afterlife and freely sharing it with anybody who wants to listen. And I know it's real. But I know that ego, that voice, wants to do everything it can to convince us that our life is short, that there's things to fear, to be worried about the future or guilty about the past. And what it doesn't want us to do is to live in the present moment. And in the present moment is the gateway, truly, to being in connection with it all, with our loved ones with our mediumistic sense and psychic sense, thoughts that seem to come out of nowhere and great ideas, those bits of intuition, and so much more happen in that present moment. On our episode today, I want to talk about some news in the afterlife world. I also want to share with you some stories from listeners. I'm not too sure exactly where it's going to go, and that's okay. It's hard for us human beings to be okay with the unknown. But we're going to go through this together. I have a deck of cards called Postcards from Spirit. And every so often I pick a card. And I want to share with you the one for today. Dearest you, there is only one you. And you have a unique path and a special purpose. 
you're supposed to have specific experiences in this world and meet certain people. But then it is up to you how you live, how awake you choose to be, and how willing you are to grow and to strip away what's false. Don't compare yourself to others. It's easy to think a person is happier just because their outside looks good, according to society's standards. But you can't know anyone's internal experience. Compare yourself only to your past self. See how far you've come. Don't be distracted by what others are doing or accomplishing. Stay focused on what inspires you. That's how you get successful and find happiness. Want what you have now, not what someone else has. We love you immensely and know your journey ahead is sparkling with miracles and wondrous things. Trust. Loving you forever and ever. You can also imagine those words coming from your ancestors who are there and love you. Before we continue, I want you to just hear a few words from Dr. Mary Helen Hensley, author of the book Promised by Heaven. That goes along with what I've been saying. The moment my life changed was December 14th, 1991, in a car accident in Charleston, South Carolina. I was hit at 75 miles per hour. I was literally knocked out of my body, and it was life-changing in many ways because it was at that moment that I realized that I had the choice whether to stay in my body or to exit. I knew that I was eternal. I knew I'd been here before, and I knew I would continue on. My grandfather, Judge, is a very interesting part of, of my story because my interest in health, healing, medicine came from the fact that he was a, a well-renowned surgeon in, in Kentucky for his career. And we were talking about out-of-this-world experiences, about bigger things about our role in helping humanity. And the kicker was that I was probably about three or four when finally my mother told me he wasn't alive. (laughs) So I'd been talking to him for the first couple of years of my life, the same as I'm sitting here speaking to you. That's kind of my backstory and how things developed. And so of course, after the accident, I just turned my life over and I'd be in the hospital helping somebody I'd never met before because a voice has told me, you need to go to hospital room 213 and help this person transition because they're hooked to the machinery and the mother can't bear to unplug them. Do you know, this is my life. This is what I do. I am here to serve. I think as the years have gone by and Promised by Heaven has developed into the book that it has, the biggest thing I can say to people is let yourselves off the hook. That's the message behind the book. We didn't come here for perfection. We came here from perfection to take a break and to find out what it means to experience life in the human form. And if we can extend our hand and say, you know what, I had this experience and if I can share that with you, if I can share something that would be potentially embarrassing or painful, and I can help you with that, isn't that what it's all about? It sure is. Well, let's head to the break. We'll hear some words from listeners, some news, and then some very special words from our dear friend, Diane Corcoran from IANS, who passed into the spirit world just about a month ago. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stay right there. There's more Sandra coming right up. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com shades today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. 
H-E-L-P.com slash shades. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash the Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. My name is Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com. Over five years ago, George Norrie approached me with a unique concept, a dating site for people searching for someone with interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal. From that, ParanormalDate.com was born. It's a unique site for unique people, and it's free to join to look around. If you want to upgrade and enjoy more of our great features, use promo code GEORGE for a great discount. So check it out. You got nothing to lose. ParanormalDate.com. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/slash the Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. I'm George Norrie. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain. The first Sunday of every month, I get to share some thoughts on the news segment of Coast to Coast AM with the world famous George Norrie. And a shout out to Tom Danheiser, the executive producer of the show, who created Shades of the Afterlife and asked me to be the host. This past week, the question George Norrie asked me is, why are humans obsessed with looking for answers about what may come after death? And this is a bit of news that I think you'll enjoy hearing. In a new BBC video, reporter Max Tobin went looking for answers of why we humans have such a hard time with our own mortality. Ancient Egyptians believed we go on, and most people on planet Earth currently do. In fact, even one-third of atheists believe there is some kind of continuation of consciousness after physical death. We humans are hardwired to not want to die, and we're programmed for survival. We also have self-awareness that has us asking big questions like, who am I and what is my life for? And, of course, the big one, what happens when I die? Now listen to this. Professor Jesse Baring claims our predisposition to believing in the afterlife is something we are born with. In 2005, his team had a group of children watch a puppet show in which an alligator gobbled up a mouse. Remember, these are puppets. But after viewing this with the children, they were asked about what just happened. They found that the children were likely to claim that although physically dead, the mouse retained mental states, such as knowledge and emotions. In fact, the younger the children were, the more likely they were to describe the mouse still having life after its death. So again, this suggests that the belief in the afterlife is not learned, but it is something we are born with. Just about a month ago on a few episodes, I think, I was talking about these deathbed visitations that are actually so much more than just deathbed visitations about how often loved ones can come visit us in our dreams weeks or even months before our passing. And not just any dreams, but dreams that seem real, 
that we really are with our loved ones. So coming into life, we are born with the belief that we go on. And exiting this life, we are taken care of by the spirit world and those in the hereafter to let us know that our life continues and that we are not alone. However, what happens in this middle ground? Well, that's up to you and me. When I wrote my book, We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death, I think I wrote it for myself. I had never written a book before, and the publisher asked me to write a book that I would have liked to read before I got on this journey. It's not only my investigations about why I believe in the afterlife, but it's also a handbook for living life, something to turn back to. Read a random page or a random chapter and get back in touch with who we are and what is our life for. I very playfully talk about being souls choosing to come to this life, that we have a place to go where we can experience so many great things. If you're anything like me, too much of a good thing can get very boring I know when I worked my catering business for over 30 years, I worked 80, 90 hour weeks and was in the state of stress more often than not. There were TV shows that I would have loved to watch and books that I would have loved to read, but I was way too busy. I dreamed of sometime having some downtime where I could catch up on the latest shows. And guess what happened? March 2020, we lost our business. We lost our finances, and I had loads of time on my hands due to the lockdown from COVID-19. Time to read books. Time to watch movies. Time to watch TV shows. Time for myself. However, again, too much of a good thing is not a good thing. It wasn't special. And of course, with the fear that was going on in the world, and the concern about our future, it wasn't easy. But if in the afterlife, things are great all the time, and we're with our loved ones, and we can create anything we want to with our mind, we can learn anything, it's spectacular. However, how can we really know joy if we haven't known sorrow? So I think we sign up for coming to this life. I don't believe everything is planned. I do believe there are things we want to learn and different opportunities to do that. So right now, you and I are in that in-between time. In between being that little kid knowing that there is an afterlife and before we pass, again knowing that there is an afterlife. But how do we live life? I want to read to you an email that I recently got from a listener. I know her words really struck a chord with me, and I think they will with you too. This is from Colette. Hi, Sandra. My dad passed last October 2022. He had cancer and was 89 years old. My family and I nursed him for six months. I always asked the angels to make sure I was there when he passed over, so I placed my trust in them for this. I kept hearing the number 10. So I assumed the 10th of September was his date. However, that was not to be so. So I thought, okay, I got it wrong. Once he became unconscious, I started doing Reiki sessions on him each night. I am a Reiki master to help him move his spirit on. A friend of mine even got a little prayer to say to him each night from spirit to help him pass over. Of course, as you can imagine, While doing the Reiki sessions each night and saying this beautiful prayer, I cried the whole way through. The rest of my family used to leave dad and me alone to carry out the healing, which was beautiful for me to have that special time with him. Can I just add that, yes, sometimes I can connect to spirit in my head, but it does not happen all the time. However, for some reason, My grandparents would step in now and then, and I could actually see them in front of me. Anyway, I knew that night that dad would pass over. 
At 3 a.m., I could feel the room filling up with angels and spirit family. Of course, when I mentioned this, it scared the rest of the family as they don't believe in any of this. I remember sitting beside dad and every so often I would place my hand on his arm and reassure him that it was okay for him to go now to the spirit world and he has nothing to fear. As the family and I made small chat amongst ourselves every now and then, I remember turning towards dad again. At that moment, I saw his mother and father step in from the wall. Those were my grandparents. I just looked at them, turned to dad and said, Granny and granddad are here now. You must go with them. For some reason, without hesitation, I rose from the chair and told my brother, Talk to dad. Granny and granddad are here. I left the room and walked into the kitchen. I looked out the window and said, Dad, you need to go now with them. I had no sooner said that, and my sister called to me. He was gone. I don't know why I moved out of the room, but I feel he would not have left if I didn't go. I think the first few weeks of his passing, I was in a high at seeing such a vision that I will never forget, and I feel totally honored that I was allowed to see it. My gratitude for this experience, I can't explain. Although I miss my dad, I know he is always with me, and I am so delighted that now he must be having a blast. Yes, I have a wee cry for me. However, I would never wish him back, as he had a full life, and I am honored to have had him so long in life, as others never get that opportunity with their parents. As for the number 10, he passed on the 10th month and was laid to rest on the 10th. I want to share with you the prayer I was given to say to him. Gentle spirit, please come to me. My life on earth is almost done. Appear before my closing eye. Tell me again, I cannot die. Here is my hand. Please hold it fast. Then with courage, I will pass. Across that bridge that's built with love into the summer land above. And she writes, Sandra, thank you for reading my story. I do hope it will help others. Lots of love, Colette. I really do appreciate your emails, by the way. If you have a story to tell, something that you think will help others, or you just want to share to me, that's fine. Hearing other people's stories helps us believe in the afterlife. There are tons of people out there who have written books and have podcasts. Yeah, great. But let's just hear from some regular people, just people who may never go on to tell a single person their story outside of us who believe. So if you want to reach out to me, easy to remember, Sandra Champlain at gmail.com is my email address. I appreciate Colette's story, and I sure do wish I had the information about the afterlife before my dad passed. For many of us, our loved ones don't go in a pleasant way, and there's a lot of fear and panic around. No matter how we depart this earth, we are greeted by loving arms. How do they know when it's our time to pass? Because they're around us anyways, cheering us on, helping us live our lives. So let's go to our break, and then we'll be back. <laughs> You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Every eight minutes, the American Red Cross brings help and hope to people in need. Thanks to the support of everyday heroes like you, the Red Cross is able to respond to disasters big and small, support military families, help ensure that blood is available when needed, and teach life-saving skills like CPR and first aid. Be a hero. Donate today. Visit redcross.org or call 
1-800-RED-CROSS. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount+, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/TheShy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Now, here's more Sandra on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain. I'd like to read to you another email from a fabulous listener and then give you some news about near-death experiences. This one's from Ari. She says, Hi, Sandra. I'm really enjoying your podcast episodes. Thank you for the inspiration and hope you and your guests continue to share. I have had several experiences with loved ones who have passed over. At first, I wondered if it was all in my imagination, but now I truly believe our loved ones are with us always, and that love continues and continues to evolve well beyond the moment of our physical body's death. After listening to your speakers share about how loved ones can communicate with us via electronics, radios, lights, Alexa, I love your personal story about Michael, by the way. I decided to try an experiment of my own. While waiting for my son to finish his crew practice, I, as usual, spent some of that time walking up and down the long driveway at the marina. Despite the traffic noise of the highway, I walked, breathed in the cool air, gazed at the river and the clouds, and had an out loud conversation with my now-deceased friend Beth. Out loud, I recalled several shared memories from our time in college, said her full name out loud several times, and I asked her where she is now. Do we go on? I started looking for signs, and then I believed I wasn't seeing any, so I returned to my car. Suddenly, inspiration hit me. I opened my phone and did a general search of her name, Beth. I kid you not. Right there at the top of the search was a woman by her name who happened to be a singer-songwriter with an album entitled Afterlife. Pretty cool, huh? (laughs) Yeah, that goes to show we have to listen to our intuition. And she answered the question where she is, afterlife. All right, she has a second story. My dear friend Mark, who I regretfully did not see or speak with in a few years before his death, was on my mind some time back. I spent some time quietly thinking about him and talking to him in my mind, wishing him well, saying I was sorry to have lost touch, but that he was very often in my thoughts. I thanked him for bringing me happiness, comfort, and friendship during the years we knew each other. 
I asked him to send me a sign from an old friend so I could know he was doing okay. Later that day, I took the train into Manhattan, where I was to meet my husband for dinner. My terrible sense of direction led me to ask a young woman who was walking beside me on the busy New York City street if I was correctly heading toward Gramercy Park. She said yes, and also added she was headed that same direction and offered to walk with me. We turned to each other and, remarkably, we recognized one another. We had been good friends in high school, and it had been 20 years since we seen or spoken to each other. I shared with her my story about Mark, half suggesting our chance meeting was a coincidence, knowing in my heart it was not, not at all surprised that she shared with me that she is a hospice worker and often witnesses communication between her hospice patients and their loved ones on the other side. Keep up the beautiful work, Sandra. Love, Ari. There is definitely something in common with these two stories. She asked for the signs. And I like that speaking out loud, because sometimes when we just think things in our own thoughts, it's so easy to get distracted and think about something else. So write it or speak it out loud. So this is some news about near-death experiences. A new study of people whose hearts stopped but received CPR and remained among us, found that they remembered what are often called near-death experiences. From the New York University Grossman School of Medicine's press release, one in five people who survive cardiopulmonary resuscitation, CPR, after a cardiac arrest may describe lucid experiences of death that occurred while they were seemingly unconscious and on the brink of death, a new study shows. Survivors reported having unique lucid experiences, including a perception of separation from the body, observing events without pain or distress, and a meaningful evaluation of life, including of their actions, intentions, and thoughts towards others. The researchers found these experiences of death to be different from hallucinations, delusions, illusions, dreams, or CPR-induced consciousness. The study also detected some brain activity associated with the phenomena. A key finding was the discovery of spikes of brain activity, including so-called gamma, delta, theta, alpha, and beta waves, up to an hour into CPR. Some of these brain waves normally occur when people are conscious and performing higher mental functions, including thinking, memory retrieval, and conscious perception. These recalled experiences and brainwave changes may be the first signs of the so-called near-death experience, and we have captured them for the first time in a large study, says Sam Parnia, MD, PhD, the lead study investigator and an intensive care physician who is also an associate professor in the Department of Medicine at New York University Langone Health, as well as the organization's Director of Critical Care and Resuscitation Research. Our results offer evidence that while on the brink of death and in a coma, people undergo a unique conscious experience, including awareness without distress. Does this study ultimately prove that there is life after death? No, but I think it is evidence that could support that hypothesis. Indeed, that seems to be what the study authors conclude, at least between the lines. Identifying measurable electrical signs of lucid and heightened brain activity, together with similar stories of recalled death experiences, suggests that the human sense of self and consciousness, much like other biological body functions, may not stop completely around the time of death, adds Dr. Parnia. These lucid experiences cannot be considered a trick of a disorder or dying brain, but rather a unique human experience that emerges on the brink of death. As the brain is shutting down, 
many of its natural braking systems are released. Known as disinhibition, this provides access to the depths of a person's consciousness, including stored memories, thoughts from early childhood to death, and other aspects of reality. While no one knows the evolutionary process of this phenomena, it clearly reveals intriguing questions about human consciousness, even at death, says Parnia. The author goes on to say, perhaps these findings should be deemed circumstantial evidence of something beyond this existence, which moves us out of the scientific realm and into the theological. And since those reporting on the experience claim to have engaged in an extensive life review, perhaps we should also consider the study as demonstrating that what we do and how we act in the here and now will impact our experience of whatever comes next. It's really nice when science discovers things about near-death experiences and reasons to believe in the afterlife. Someday we'll get over there and we'll just be like, hey, oh my gosh, this was real all along. Why did we question it? I'd like to read a near-death experience. This is the latest one posted on the website ians.org, which is the International Association for Near-Death Studies. I experienced a miscarriage and took a pill to induce an abortion of the fetus, but because of complications, I bled too much. After passing out at home, I was taken to the emergency room in an ambulance where I continued to bleed excessively and pass out four or five more times. Each time got progressively more intense, with my body heating up and a comforting warmth taking over. Each time was like being on a roller coaster and events sped up in a matter of minutes. The last time that I lost consciousness, I fell into the deepest, warmest, most comfortable state. I was far from the hospital bed, and the stresses of my body, and the grief of my miscarriage. I was in this dark tunnel that sloped uphill toward a bright light, and my deceased father was there, holding out his hand in the most welcoming way. He didn't speak with words, just his thoughts. I had missed him so much since he had died seven months before, and I was so happy to see him. He held out his hand and told me he was there for me. I was so comforted to see him and lulled in a way by his presence. I wanted to follow him up through the tunnel. He didn't try to convince me to come with him. He was just there, supportive in the best ways. Quickly, I realized what this meant and that I wasn't ready to let go of my life. My family still needed me, my young son especially. My life wasn't over. I shook my head and said, no, I'm not ready. And he understood. Then I came to. This experience was extremely comforting to me. It gave me a sense that my father was still there for me. Though I am not a religious person or really very spiritual, this experience made me curious about life after death. The near-death experience made me more connected to my purpose in life and more grounded to my life here for my family and my community. I wasn't questioning any of it before, but through this experience, I was reassured that I have love here on earth and beyond too. We're going to head off to the break. And when we come back, I want you to hear some very special words from a very special person. The world lost and the spirit world gained, retired Army Colonel Diane Corcoran, who spent many years as the president of IAMS and also did so much with education of near-death experiences and the military. So we'll be back. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. We're happy to let you know that our Coast to Coast AM official YouTube channel has now reached 300,000 subscribers. You can listen to the first hour of recent and past shows all for free. So head on over to coasttocoastam.com and hit the YouTube icon at the top of the page. This is free show audio, so don't wait. Coasttocoastam.com is where you want to be. 
The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/slash the Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thanks for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Make sure and check out all our shows on the iHeartRadio app or by going to iHeartRadio.com. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Hi, this is ufologist Kevin Randall, and you're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain. As normal as death is, it's always very difficult to lose a friend. They're lost to our world, but they are accepted and probably a standing ovation for this one. Last month, retired Army Colonel Diane Corcoran, RN, PhD, passed into the spirit world. She has served as president of the International Association for Near-Death Studies. She is internationally known as a lecturer and educator with over 30 years in near-death experience education and over 25 years of military experience. I'd like to play for you some words from Diane that were recorded about her passion in 2016. I met a young man in the middle of the night many years ago in Vietnam as a new casualty. And he asked me if I would come and listen to him because he had something he wanted to tell me. And I certainly did. I was a young nurse. I was brand new to Vietnam. And he started to tell me about this experience he had, and tears are flowing down his eyes, and he's saying, please believe me. And he described what we now know to be a classic near-death experience. But I had no idea what he was talking about. And he started my path on working with a medical people and near-death experiences for the rest of my life until today. He started me on working with the medical community to really come to understand about near-death experiences and why it's so important for doctors and nurses to be able to support patients who have near-death experiences. Right from the beginning, I knew near-death experiences were important, and they were important for the medical community to be able to support patients and help them validate these experiences. So as I got more rank and more information over the years, I taught about near-death experiences to everybody I could get to listen to me. And the more rank I got, the more I was insistent upon people understanding this. And as a colonel in Europe, I would have general officers call me 
and want to tell me about their near-death experiences, but afraid to tell anybody else. As a colonel and being in Germany during Desert Storm, I was really insistent that we would train all medical people about near-death experiences, knowing that many of the people would have them because of the combat situation. And so it became imperative that we do training. And the more rank I got, the more training we did, and the more people that would come and seek me out and try to understand about near-death experiences because they had no one else to go to. Forty years ago, when I started looking at near-death experiences, nobody knew anything about it. There wasn't even a name for it. In the mid-70s, of course, Raymond Moody wrote his book, Life After Life, and so we had a, a beginning of an understanding. But I was already teaching about near-death experiences to doctors, nurses, social workers, so that they would be able to support patients who had these experiences, because otherwise they're so isolated. And now it's even more imperative with all the veterans coming out of Iraq and Afghanistan. Previously, we've had great difficulty with people ending up in a psych ward or being over-medicated because they tried to tell a provider about their near-death experience. And that is just so dangerous for them and so wrong, especially in the military because they're being misdiagnosed and then medicated and really all they needed was somebody to acknowledge and let them own their own near-death experience. The state of understanding the near-death experience is still uh, quite unknown in the VA and the military. There certainly are people that have some semblance of understanding, but it's not widespread, and that's where IANS has wanted to step in and do a program for veterans' hospitals and military hospitals. I have spoken for years while I was on active duty, and it does make a difference if you have someone there teaching all about the near-death experience and the after effects and how we can support them. Because of my interest in near-death experience, when I first came to Durham, I went to the local VA to ask about how they would differentiate between people who were talking about their near-death experience or someone who was having maybe a psychotic break. And the chief of the department said to me, what's a near-death experience? Because of my interest in the military and my previous 25 years in the military, I have developed a program for the military in being able to teach and support patients. And we, IANS, will be able to take this and has taken it to military institutions and given them something to work with to provide support and education to near-death experiencers and their families. My goal for the military is to provide a wonderful training program and support to GIs and veterans who are near-death experiencers. We, last year at our conference, invited many veterans and wanted them to come so they didn't feel isolated. We had one veteran who came with me as my guest who was in Vietnam the same time I was in Vietnam. He was injured. He had a profound near-death experience. He tried to tell his doctors. They didn't want to hear about it. And at our IANS conference some 40 years later, he for the first time was able to talk about his near-death experience. And all he could say to me was, this has changed my life. It's important for near-death experiencers to be understood because otherwise they feel so isolated and on top of the physical and already psychological trauma that they have, they could use a positive support of the near-death experience for further healing instead of being further isolated. The IANS conference is open to the public and really wonderful for them to come to also. It gives them a total new appreciation when they hear experiencers talk about the love, the understanding, the forgiveness that they experience during their understanding 
their experience. It's very hard to deny when you hear experience, experience after experience for the public not to get something out of that and have a new understanding of what that consciousness is like. Everybody that comes gets something out of it. Near-death experiencers feel like they're coming home. They have people there that will listen to them and talk to them about their experience. People who have not had near-death experiences are learning what it might be like to understand and have a purpose in life that near-death experiencers sometimes get. And it's also important because so many people have relatives and other people in their life who have had near-death experiences, and therefore it's important for them to be able to support them. Not to mention that it's just fun. They're excited because it's brand new information that they're not likely to get otherwise, and the energy and people they will meet will be tremendous. You'll never get so much love in one place at one time. Frequently when I give a talk, I ask people how many people have had near-death experiences, and there's always numerous in the audience. But my reason for doing these talks many times is asking people, we are all going to die at some point. Wouldn't it be wonderful to have an idea of what that might be like? Because it isn't awful. It's about love, it's about light, it's about coming into your own. And I have since helped many people go through their transition and much different than it used to be. And now it can be a very loving thing and they will gather that from uh, the conference also by listening to other experiences. One of the great aspects of coming to an IANS conference for the public is they get to know that there is no death, that from near-death experiencers we hear about the love, the light, the purpose, and so it makes understanding that those transitions um, wonderful and new and enriched to live our life to the fullest now and not worry about the next life because it will be there and it will be a wonderful transition. But right now, we've got a great life to live. Thank you, Diane. You will be missed here on Earth, but I know you are still very active where you are now. And for you listening, Go to IANS.org, the International Association for Near-Death Studies. Diane mentioned the conference. They hold usually a couple of conferences, one live, one online, and they're fantastic. There's also thousands of near-death experiences that you can read about. You can join a local chapter, even if you haven't had a near-death experience, and meet some really great people. We love you, Diane. Last, remember our home base is wedontdie.com, where yes, we offer medium classes, demonstrations, and so much more. Don't miss our free Sunday gathering, now going into its fourth year. It is a Sunday service like no other, filled with inspiration and a medium demonstration included. Did I say free? Free, absolutely. You can also watch the replays all at wedontdie.com. In closing, I'm Sandra Champlain. Please remember your life is for a reason. Coming into this earth, you believed in the afterlife. When you depart this life, you will have loved ones by your side. But the time in between, go after your dreams, help other people, make a difference, and have some fun, will you? You've been listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And if you like this episode of Shades of the Afterlife, wait until you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, Mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are 
and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.